you're listening to Dear Alice, a lifestyle approach to interior design. Hi, everybody, and welcome to Dear Alice. This is our second space planning episode. Today, we're going to be talking about the primary bedroom, or what was formerly called the master bedroom. (laughs) So this is that main bedroom space that the owners of the house usually occupy. And I think one of the major selling points to buying a home, they always say the kitchen and that master suite or primary suite are the two large selling points. So it's really, really worth getting this right. Um, It's interesting, Sue, don't you think that so many people will buy furnishings for every area of the home and they're willing to just like live with a mattress on on rails. On cinder block. <laughs> yeah. And have like a chair as their nightstands. It's amazing yeah. how many big, and beautiful. Yeah. Like <laughs> yeah. we've been into so many big, beautiful, wonderful homes and they're like, okay, it's finally time. We're going to invest in our space. And yeah. you're like, oh my gosh. Usually their oldest is finally graduating high school. Yes. And you're like, how have you <laughs> gone so long without, without taking care of, without putting on your oxygen mask first? I know. <laughs> yeah. So this space is for you. We're talking, we're talking to you today about sort of the opportunities for space planning and furnishing a space. Now it depends on how big or small it is. Mm-hmm. Um, how much furniture that we can get in there or how much you want in there. And so um, I just want you for a minute to close your eyes unless you're driving while you're listening to this. And I want you to think about what you want that space to feel like. Do you want it to feel more intimate and safe? Um, so it just kind of wraps itself around you. Or do you want your bed to be kind of like in the middle of like a living room? Like you're going to have a lot of extra seating furnishings, um, a beautiful sofa in there, a little um, graceful cocktail table, maybe a couple of chairs. Do you want to be able to have people come in and sit in your in your bedroom or do you want that space just for you? Would you or would you using use a sitting area? Um, there's even things like desks today that we've incorporated into two of the space plans we're going to be talking about. No, three. Three of the four space plans we're talking about today have desks in them. Uh, and this is a really nice option if you like to say, you know, write in a journal or jot a quick thank you note down. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Or, or work just like your laptop. If you yeah. don't, a lot of people maybe don't have like a full home office, but they are, you know, kind of going to their bedroom to have a peace and quiet to do a Zoom call. Totally. A lot of that. Yeah. Now that, now that so many people are working from home, if there was only one home office and say um, one one half of the couple is using that office and maybe you don't have the office, having a desk in your bedroom is really nice just to be able to have a place to work that's your own and have a hard surface with a chair that's comfortable because I've seen so many people on Zoom calls sitting on beds or, do you know what Mm -hmm. I mean? Trying to make a bedroom work and their posture, their backs start hurting. You know, everybody starts taking more and more Advil throughout the months of quarantine. So um, having a desk in the bedroom, I think is a real luxury and it can be more of a writing yeah. desk. It doesn't have to be like an executive office desk. Yeah. And I feel like for me anyway, I, I like the idea of having a desk in my bedroom just because like, that's where all the, the paperwork gets funneled at some point for me to go through at the end of the day mm-hmm. and being able to like, kind of put all that away. I don't have a huge home office or anything. So again, there's just a lot of opportunities thinking about how you live and how you're comfortable living, what you have time to do. And where you're doing that, a lot of people at the end of the day, kids are down, 
they finally get to their bedroom and that's when they can actually accomplish what they need to accomplish for them during the day. Yeah. I actually heard from Haley. This is a little off topic, but she went to the chiropractor and the chiropractor said in the last six months, he's seen like a ton of cases where people are having like back and shoulder issues Mm -hmm. because they're hunched over sitting on the sofa or in bed on zoom calls rather than, so it's like, it's crazy. Yeah. That's totally is a real thing. Yeah. Okay, guys. We're talking to you. Yeah. (laughs) We're going to talk to you today about how you're going to fit a desk into your, into your bedroom. You thought we were going to talk all about beds and mattresses and nightstands. (laughs) We've been talking about the desk for five minutes now. Um, Okay. So let's break it down for them Uh, on, uh, by the way, we have visuals to go with everything we're going to talk about today because space planning is such a visual thing. We're going to do our best to use all the right words, (laughs) but if you want to visualize what we're talking about, if you sign up for our newsletter, there's a link in the show notes then the visuals will all be in the highlights there. Um, oh, they're also going to be, sorry, on the highlights in Instagram at Alice Lane Interiors. So we have two different um, Instagram sites and the Alice Lane Interiors is the one where we do um, custom builds and remodels and, um, you know, custom furnishings and whatnot. So if you go to the ALID in, or Alice Lane Interiors Instagram, go to the highlights, you'll be able to see space planning there. So those visuals exist there. But the first one we want to talk about is the Brinton. This is also on our portfolio. This home is shot. So we have the space plans, which is just basically like kind of a bird's eye view of the room on floor plan, how we designed it. And then we also have the space plan or also the um, the beautiful lifestyle photo shoots as the room turned out. So in this space, really a normal size bedroom. Um, all of you that are listening probably have a bedroom that are this size what the room was able to hold is a king size bed, two nightstands. They were able to get a chaise in the corner, a dresser with a TV over it. And then at the foot of their bed, this is one that's kind of unique that we actually put a desk, a writing desk at the foot of the bed. And I thought the space planning there was a little bit atypical because of the desk, but gorgeous. The writing chair or the chair that we have with that desk is gorgeous. And we chose a really incredible desk for that spot, a writing desk, but the finish on it was just like a crown jewel in the room. It's such an interesting approach too. When you guys look at the picture, mm-hmm. you get to see that little profile, that three quarter turn on the chair, which we think is the prettiest vantage of any chair. And so it's just, it's really welcoming. You know exactly what all the bedroom's supposed to do. So So good. And I think one thing to know in this room, we used a four poster bed, which I believe is the dream of so many people out there probably listening. It's like, what do I need to do to get a four poster bed in my bedroom? And I would say, we always say that four poster creates a room within the room. Um, And so as long as your room is large enough to have a big structure like that in there, go for it. So here um, you kind of have to make a choice in the space planning if the chandelier is going to sit within the four poster or like we did in this space, you can see a dotted line, a circle over the desk. We chose to put the chandelier just outside of the four poster bed and have that hover above the desk. And I think the connection there between those two points is really, really beautiful. And it's overall centered in the room when you're looking at the space plan. Mm -hmm. So visually that makes sense, you know, when you centered on that window, when you're coming out of the bathroom and I think that that just, I don't know, there's an organizational side of our brains that wants to see things centered. So, yeah, that's great. And in all of these space or in all these space plans we're going to talk about, I think the first thing to consider in space planning is the vantage point. So that means as soon as you walk in the door, 
what are you going to see first? And we usually, you have to kind of decide in a bedroom, like what your heroes are. If you say have a big, beautiful home in the mountains and you have this perfectly framed view of a mountain and you're like, this is the best room in the house because it has this gorgeous framed view, then maybe that's your hero and you want your, you want to wake up and see that view. So maybe you're going to put the bed on maybe a less optimal wall because you want to wake up and see that view and you want everything in the room to be sort of pointing to that view. So we would then feature that maybe you have a fireplace in your bedroom. So that's a hero. And maybe you want that fireplace to be at the foot of the bed. So then you have to sort of arrange it because the hero is the fireplace. If you are like most people and you don't have a gorgeous view or, you know, a heroic fireplace, then I would say the hero in the room becomes the bed. Yeah. And so you want the placement of that bed to be in the most beautiful position that it can be, which is usually you want to walk in to the footboard. You want to see the footboard and the bed and the headboard as kind of that big crescendo moment. Mm-hmm. It's usually on the lo- the largest wall, you mm-hmm. know, where there's no additional doorways or anything breaking that up so that you can have a queen or king size bed and have really gracious size nightstands on the sides of that. So that's going to stretch along that longest wall that is kind of your focal point when you do walk into the room. And we do what we've said this before on other podcasts, but when you walk into any space, you want the space to tell you what it is. You want the space to kind of, you know, write that storybook for you. And so it's the mag it's when you think about a magazine shoot or a page on a magazine, it shows you exactly what it is. And that's when you're orienting your furniture. That's how you space plan it. So you have that magazine shot as soon as you walk into the room. What about we can, when you guys help me space plan, like we'll get into this, but I, in my bedroom, you go through like a double door for the house I'm building now. And there were two windows and I envisioned the bed sitting in between yep, those gorgeous. two windows. Yeah. We took one of those windows mm-hmm. and it's now a walkout balcony. Mm-hmm. So I was, I was excited to get your guys' opinion on that when we meet about it, but like, what would yeah. you, like, would you still place the bed there? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think so. I will clever. We'll look at it. Yeah, but um, there, that scenario that you just explained, Corey, is probably happening to fifty percent of the listeners right now, and it's it's pretty common to want to have um, a beautiful long thin window above each nightstand, and that kind of solves the problem because if you don't have that, then we say let's hang a mirror in that position to sort of create a window, or let's hang art, um, a sort of. Um, pair of siblings right above each nightstand that are kind of the same size, or you get to choose if you want to put one thing over your headboard. So where you're going to have windows, you guys might choose to have like a starburst burst mirror above your bed or some other beautiful image or, or something. Yeah. We'll have to get clever with yours. If you're going to turn one of those windows into a door that walks out into a patio. Oh, yeah, Cause then you can have a nightstand. You can have a nightstand. So we will probably, we'll do some trickery yeah. on Corey's room, but we'll That's make true. it look intentional. Right. So, I'm excited. So yeah. 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 You so. won't have a nightstand. I'm just <laughs> <laughs> It'll probably Sucker. be me that doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> <I'm just kidding. laughs> uh, and then this room uh, that we're talking about now has a really large rug. And that's another thing to making your room look really mm-hmm. generous is to get a huge rug. This is, um, Oh, what is it? It's probably like a nine by 12 or 10 by 14. Yeah, you might be 10 by 14. Yeah, super great. And then in the corner, they did a ju- double chaise, a lover's chaise. Yes. So they can cuddle. Lucky Brenton. Oh yeah, totally. Or if you have like a an upset 
a little one with an upset tummy in the night that you could make that almost like a twin bed for them or so they don't have to get in your bed. That's right. A luxury. <laughs> a luxury. <laughs> that's right. Um, so that's the Brinton space planning. Um, in another space plan that we did, this one is called Wander Lane. This is a, a home that we just love. Um, this is in the portfolio. It's in uh, Utah, actually in a town called Holiday. That's a very coveted address here. Anyway, this is a really incredible um, suite, uh, primary suite for the couple that lives here. And they actually have three zones, which is amazing. But in the main zone where the bed is, we had a luxury where it was so big that we could pull the bed way off the wall and kind of float it in the room, which is a very Vincent Wolf kind of trick. She also has a four-poster bed. And... Um, she and her husband do. And it just looks so pretty floating there. And we draped the four poster bed and then they have an incredible piece of art and a beautiful pitch ceiling in there. We have a settee at the foot of the bed to sort of soften that and graduate height. On the left, we have a pair of chairs that share an ottoman and they kind of face each other. They swivel to look at a view outside. And then on the opposite side of the bed, we have a desk um, with a chair as well as a guest chair. So they could take a Zoom call or write a thank you note or a love letter or whatever they want to work on up there um, from from the safety and the heights of their beautiful master suite. Mm -hmm. I think it's interesting on this one. Again, this is a little bit atypical of a space, but out each window are different things. And it was space planned to take advantage of those. Um, like Jess said, with the two chairs facing off, there's a beautiful, there's mountain peaks over here. But then with the desk, she kind of wanted to be able to see and utilize. This is, looks out onto their pool in their backyard when family was here or someone was coming at the drive or um, entering the back door. She loved the idea of sitting there and being able to see what was, you know, going in and out of the house. So anyway, it's intentional how you plan things and like really consider what's happening outside your windows. If you do have pockets like this um, and that'll I think that kind of gives you an idea of like what you're going to put there because functionally like. That's where I would want to write my love notes. Yeah. 100%. Totally. Or like work on your holiday cards mm -hmm. or just like a peaceful moment, you know, mm -hmm. journal something. I don't know. Yeah. And I think this space plan too, we love this idea. You can see that we like most people would probably center that desk on the window with just one chair. Mm -hmm. We decided to do another chair sitting, you know, facing the other way, just in case like one of her, she was writing something and one of her daughters or someone, something came up and just wanted to sit by her and tell her all about their day. Mm -hmm you know, or flop on that settee, you know, there's spots for, you know, our kids to just kind of come and flail and, and do their thing. Um, which is, again, it's kind of a dream when you're thinking about how you want to live with your family. Mm -hmm. So, so great. Love that. Love that space planning that it turned out so beautiful. Um, we have another one we want to talk about that's um, pretty similar in size and kind of the same ingredients as we used on Wander Lane. And this one's Ivory Lane. Many of you know um, Ivory Lane. This is Emily Jackson. It's Rachel Parcell's sister. It's her older sister. And she has um, a blog called Ivory Lane. And her bedroom was so beloved. Everybody has just loved this space. We thought we better talk about it or we'll be crazy. This is a really, really generous bedroom. We've got um, a fireplace in this room and a huge set of windows on the far end, but that longest wall that's uninterrupted, Sue, just like you talked about, we have a king size bed and two really large nightstands. 
if you have the space like this, you, you do not want to be using a 24 inch nightstand. This is, you're going to look at um, chess as a category for your nightstand. Don't even look, don't search under nightstands. If you have a large room, you just need a larger case good to flank each side of the bed. Um, otherwise be like a minimum of like a 36. Oh yeah, 36 for sure. To 48. Yep. Wide is mm-hmm. what you're looking for. Yeah. And so with that, just pay attention when you're looking at chess, pay attention to the height mm-hmm. too. So what if, what if you have like a decent size room, um, but you do want like a big space, like you, you know, you like water next and you like, you know, a journal or all that stuff. How much room do you want from like maybe your bed to the wall? Like how much room do you need there to fit something that's like 40 inches? Do you know what I mean? From the bed to the wall. Yeah. So like, do you need like, you need 60 inches to put a 40 inch. Oh yeah. Oh. I mean, having white space is always a luxury, I think. And certainly in an ivory lane, there's still, um, she probably has like a 42 inch chest next to her bed and there's at least 50 inches left over, mm-hmm. you know? So yeah. But I think even if you only had two feet left over, it would still be really a successful plan and you can still get a chest in there as opposed to a nightstand, which is going to look grand. And in rooms like this, you, if you have a large room, you have to use bigger furniture or it's going to look like doll dollhouse furniture in a small space. So, um, I think one of the things that really separates sort of the men from the boys, as they say, when it comes to interior designers is a great use of scale. And so I think that's one of the things that we continue to preach on this podcast. And if you learn nothing else from us, but just how to scale things the right way. So it's generous and it looks like, you know, you've had a professional set of eyes help you. You're going to be able to fake everybody out if you just always go bigger than you think. Can it get, can it be too big? Like obviously still fit in the space, but it's like, oh man, that should be smaller. Or you're like, you're totally down, maximize it. I don't yeah. think so. And to your, kind of your question, we just, uh, my sister just moved into a new home. We put their bed, which is a king size bed. And we put their nightstands from their old home, which we did a desk originally and we did a nightstand and they were both generous and looked great in their last house, but we put it in this house and there was an awkward amount of space on each side of it that you wanted to fill even in like, and really occupy almost the whole wall. So it almost just felt so custom And so we just proposed new nightstands that occupy, you know, not going all the way to the corner, but a couple inches off of it, just so that it felt really integrated and really thought out because the other ones, they looked too small and they weren't, they were probably like a 30 or maybe a 36, but we had probably like 48. So it was just like this weird, I don't know, this weird amount of space that wanted to be occupied um, to feel nice and full. So anyway, so really, I don't know. I, I don't think you can go. Too, too big. big because yeah. honestly your nightstand, cause they, you look at my sister's nightstands and they are full of stuff. They have a water, they have, you know, the trays, you have a thing for mm. your rings, you have a floral, you have a picture, whatever. Yeah. Anyway, they get so in the books you're reading, they get so occupied that if you have a bigger space, you won't feel so stressed about teetering your water bottle on there because you're trying to like move stuff around and having everything knock over. Yeah. So I don't think you can go too big. Yeah. I don't think so either. Yeah. I mean, you can see this space plan is so, so large. Um, and we have the addition of the fireplace, which is really gorgeous. And Emily has her TV over that mantle. When you are laying in bed, your gaze is up. So you, you actually do want your TV mounted pretty high. Um, maybe you lay in bed and watch TV. Maybe you sit up, up against the headboard with a couple pillows behind you and watch TV. 
but usually it's higher than than what you want in a living room. Mm-hmm. In, so in that sense, would you mount it on the wall? I know you're not like a mount like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I would mount it above the Well, the if, if, if you didn't have a, a mantle. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, you could totally mount it. Yep. I actually have built-ins in my bedroom that flank my master um, bathroom doors. Mm-hmm. And in the left side of the built-ins is a big area where my TV's mounted inside of them. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, and it's mounted higher than... Um, I mean, it was built, you know, so the rhythms make sense, but it's mounted higher than I would normally put it in a family room. So that's another really good um, pro tip for those of you just to just to make sure that you're putting a TV at a good height in there, especially if it's far away. Like you can see in this space plan for Ivory Lane, the, the bedroom is so huge and the TV is pretty far away, you know, so even higher up is going to be more comfortable to gaze at. Mm. So, and I know she's one that likes to get in bed with all the kids and they watch cartoons at night before bed. And, you know, they really like the whole family really gathers in here probably as much as a family room. So, um, and, and I think that that would be same for Rachel Parcell, whose space plan is next. There was, there's just like a ton of seating, you know, in Emily's, we flanked the fireplace with a desk and, um, on the right, on the left side of the fireplace. And then on the right side, we put a big floor mirror and I want to, let's talk about the floor yeah. mirror for a minute. I think it's a really good space, um, a master suite or primary suite to have a really generous, large framed floor mirror. Mm-hmm. And it just glitters. I don't know. You, you have, have the you shine. Have, you have it the bounces light around. There. This is off, another nice thing about the mirror being here is that it's kind of in the shadow of that fireplace. So it just brightens up that little alcove before you take off. Yeah. So functionally it makes a lot of sense because it's your last look mm-hmm. or like for, you know, an influencer is your selfie mirror, Yeah, you know, where you have this beautiful backdrop, but I love that idea. And it's not the reason why we couldn't put a chest or anything on the right side of that fireplace is because that becomes your throwaway out your door. And so the nice thing about a floor mirror, it's a piece of furniture. It'll look successful. It'll look filled in, but it's not going to be in your way. Yeah. It sits flush with the wall. Totally. And I know this is probably silly, but I do want to take like two minutes to talk about the mirror um, placement. Mm-hmm. Right now we're working through it with um, somebody who is a real personality on Instagram and oftentimes um, has a lot of images of themselves on there. So where you place that mirror is really important. And um, one of the things that's important for her because she has blonde hair is she doesn't want to be backlit. She doesn't want a window behind her because then her hair just disappears, you know? We're like ghosts. Yeah, we are. We blonde are like ghosts. Um, and our hair just kind of, you know, it just dissolves in the light. Yes, you can see it. Floating face. We, yes. It. Yeah, Weird. it looks crazy. So Weird. you need to have like solid wall behind you and a really beautiful vantage point behind you um, in a selfie mirror. So mm-hmm. if, you, if you do take pictures of yourself, um, consider what's behind you in that photo when you're when you're put, deciding where to put that large mirror. Those of you who don't do this are laughing right now that this is a topic. Y'all. Yeah, but it's surprising. I would say like, you know, there's a good percentage of people that we do work for that are going to take pictures of themselves or themselves with their littles if they get dressed up or themselves with their spouse. It's an easy way without having to get somebody else to take your picture for you if you go to the effort of getting all dressed up that it will look good to take a selfie in that yeah, mirror. You deserve a floor mirror. Yeah, totally. 
without a floating face. That's right. Yeah. So we, so flanking her um, fireplace, we've got a desk on one side and a really large, generous um, floor mirror on the other. And we have a little um, table uh, next to her floor mirror in case she wants to set down her handbag or um, any other accessories to be able to take her picture. So that's a really cute moment. And then in front of her big window that we talked about, that other hero, we put two beautiful European chairs that share a round table in that moment. And then there's drapes that flank the window that, that kind of soften it and sort of take the edge off mm-hmm. in that room. So um, that is uh, Ivory Lane, her space plan. And, um, you know, I think this is just like a really normal space plan, but just happens to be generous and occupy and um, takes advantage of that idea of incorporating the desk in the large floor mirror. So consider that in your in your space planning for your primary suite. Uh, the final one that we want to talk about today is Rachel Parcells. Um, everybody just loves this bedroom so much. And there is so, it's again, like a really, really large room and um, just generous and seating. And I think this is a place that her mom and her sisters can all come in and they can just be girls in pajamas and mm-hmm. watch love stories or whatever. But it, it really accommodates a lot of people because we knew that the... Um, you know that this is the kind of end of the day where people come in and they're maybe not in denim, maybe they're in, you know, softer clothes. Cozies. Yeah, totally. We could use a little bit more precious fabrics, um, lots of velvets and pretty things with sheen to them. The color palette is really easy. um, But what we did here is so large. We ended up using two rugs in this space. We have um, a huge fireplace here. And to the right of it, we did a big armoire with uh, storage there for extra pillows and blankets. Oftentimes her kids will want to come in here and sleep all over the floor and have slumber parties with mom and dad. She has um, a mirrored front too. Uh-huh, mirrored front. Yeah, so yeah. again, the, the additional sparkle. Mm-hmm. Again, try and get that into your bedroom. It's beautiful. So pretty. And then she also has a floor mirror that's just mm-hmm. right behind the door on the opposite side of the fireplace. And so you kind of have these mirrors balancing each other out. One that's a floor mirror, one that's a mirrored front armoire. And it's really sparkly and pretty from bed. And her TV um, on the mantle is the frame TV. Yep. And um, Sue's a big believer in that. You just got one, didn't I you, Sue? Am, you guys, it's the most fun. And they add new art to the art store all the time. So I'm constantly just sitting and just perusing art instead of watching TV. So there you go. <laughs> yeah, Sue knows yeah. her artists down really good. Yes. It's so fun. I feel like your room feels different all the time too because the art's yes. such a big moment. You're, how big is your frame TV? Oh gosh, it's 75. So that's the largest the frame comes in. Yeah. So. Yeah, so her. So if you can imagine 75-inch TV where the art's constantly changing just gives your room a new mood. Yep, and especially when it's such a central spot, so like above the fireplace in a bedroom where that's a hero mm-hmm. in the space. If that was just a big black box that you're lying in bed looking at, but a big black box, such a bummer. Like yeah. that's just, it's a hole. Totally, I'm sure like feng shui, like it's totally against all things to put a TV <laughs> above there. But when it's art, it just gives so much back to the room. Yeah. So yeah, so do that. That's great. And that's her vantage point from bed. That gorgeous frame TV, beautiful marble mantle. Yeah. So incredible. It looks like cheesecake. Her, it's just like oh. got all these gorgeous ribbons of twirly, twirly gumdrops. Yeah. It's so yummy. Just, and then two mirrors on each side of it. Just incredible. And then she's got some French chairs that f- sort of sit in front of the fireplace with a big draped ottoman in the middle. Mm-hmm. 
And it's just so gorgeous to be um, from her vantage point in bed looking at that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then she's got a mirror right on the right um, to the right of the door. And um, it kind of flanks her be- bathroom door and her bedroom door coming in. Mm-hmm. And so her selfie position, um, looking back at that um, sort of living room setting almost mm-hmm. off uh, um, within the bedroom is so grand and so impressive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's so pretty. I would say on a space, I know this is about space planning, but with a space this large, um, I think if it didn't have right now, everybody knows that there's Gracie paper on the walls of Rachel's bedroom. And like, so there's saturation happening in a space this large. I think if it was like white walls or something like that, it would feel infinite. You know, there wouldn't feel and there wouldn't be any coziness. And so I exhort you, if you do have a big bedroom like this, high five and do something saturated on the walls that will make it feel a little bit more cozy and a little bit more closed in when you're in there. It's a safety feeling, I think. Totally. Um, so I was just thinking about that mirror. What you're seeing behind you is greasy paper, and mm-hmm. it's incredible. What if someone's not down for wallpaper? Would you suggest, like, paint. A, a paint? Yeah, a wall yeah. color. Something that isn't, like, Go saturated. White. Yeah. yeah. I would, I would have it just, it's, we call it a hush moment. Like, you go into your bedroom for that hush yeah. Um, so often, like, you'll go a little bit deeper on a bedroom and then we'll lighten up in a bathroom when you're about to energize and get ready. Or, um, But there's something about taking that temperature down with saturation that I think is super effective, be it wallpaper or paint. Would you, if the room is vaulted, would you do the vaults as well? Yes. And everything? Okay. Yes, the vault is the same as the wall. Okay, yes. <laughs> like, as far as, like, how you're going to treat it. Okay. So don't say that the vault is ceiling. So you're going to do that white because then it's just, again, it's an elevator shaft. Like you want that to kind of cozy down. Okay. So, yeah. If you think about like, this is the like most intimate space that you have right in your house. And it's the space that puts you to sleep and the space that you wake up in. Mm-hmm. And so you kind of end your day and start your day here. I just feel like it should be a little bit of a hug. I think it should be really gentle on you. So yeah, I think kind of <laughs> life t- is hard. <laughs> yeah, just taking the edge off of. Yeah. I think white would feel just too abrupt, you know. Um, so I mean, I think you should have white bedding and a lot of other elements that are really clean and soft. But it would be nice just to feel a little bit of that, just warmth and softness to wake mm-hmm. up to. Yeah, so great. Um, so in her sitting, in Rachel's sitting area that's sort of reflected back in that seating room, we did um, a sofa and we've got um, the most comfortable chair that we actually make. And that's sitting in the corner and it's got a perfect viewing position for the TV in case, you know, her husband is waiting for her to get ready or something. He's not going to be too mad about it sitting in this chair watching TV. So that's a really good trick for all of all of you who are slower to get ready than the other. And if you do have young ones, like it wouldn't be a bad idea to have that be like a swivel glider, mm-hmm. you know, so that like you have a spot in your bedroom that sits comfortably. That's not too far away from your bed Yeah. Um, to rock that baby to sleep. Totally. Yeah. That's a great point. And then we did a opposite the really comfortable chair. We did a slipper chair who had a really cute silhouette. Cause you pick that up on the um, vantage point when you first come in the room. Which is great. And then we did a live tree in the corner and her uh, Gracie paper is blue. And so we did blue silk drapes that just sort of um, blend right into the wall. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. it's great. And then her um, king size bed has what you were talking about, Corey, with windows on both sides of the nightstands. She has that same trick going on and you can see the size of those nightstands. Those are chests. 
They're huge. They're probably 48 inches. And then that huge king size bed in the middle, everything scales really well. Mm -hmm. I was going to say too, a lot, we talk about doing a large rug, but there's often like this little corner where you have like, if that rug was centered and then we only had one rug in this space, you can imagine like how vacant the ground of that sitting area would be. So, so often we do either, if you don't have as much room, you can do do like a hide Mm -hmm. or something or sheepskin that kind of graduates and like still has that furniture on top of something, pulling it back to the main feature, which is the bed. Um, and here, obviously, we like Jess said, we have two totally actual rugs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They're layered. But that second one is when you're layering rugs, that second one is actually, isn't it, um, isn't it a Sherpa? Yeah. Yeah. So that one's actually, it's a different texture, but it is a full-size rug. So when you're when you're layering those things as your space planning, don't think you're going to like get the exact same rug, but just two different sizes of it and yeah. think it's going to do the same thing. You'll want a different texture as you guys are space planning. Totally. And she's so fashionable that it's like putting a fur coat with a beautiful dress. Yeah. To have your feet in that end of the day, just texturally, like think about that. Mm -hmm. Think about it. Yeah. (laughs) Like so good. Yeah. So this is a huge room. Essentially it's like you have three sitting areas in one room. You've got one at the foot of the fireplace taking in that chaise, another whole furniture grouping, um, on the opposite side of the bed. And then, you know, the bed itself is another place where people, you know, group together. So really, really generous in scale, but this is how it's done. If you have a large room and it feels every inch of it and it feels really comfortable, still gives off a cozy feel for as large of the room as the room is and lots of incredible daylight. You can imagine how empty it would feel if one of those spaces wasn't there, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. You kind of, if you're going to, Go ahead and say, we're going to build this house. And I want a huge, huge space. Just know that you'll need the furnishings to fill it. Yeah. To make it feel It's like putting two living rooms and a bedroom in a space. I could do cartwheels in here. It's incredible. Yeah, it is incredible. That's the, that's the ever after dream. One thing that I love about her space too is the vestibule. That's Mm -hmm. a little tiny room um, down at the bottom of the scene. And there is a great little console in that space. And um, I think it's a mirror Mm-hmm. And then we've got some um, um, just incredible like flower arrangement and lamps and the whole thing. So that space is also Gracie papered and it's like the appetizer before the meal. That's what they kind of say about entryways or vestibules. So you can kind of be like, oh my gosh, what is that scene? Like this little vestibule that's, you know, covered in hand painted wallpaper from France. Yeah. And it is a total treat for the eyes. And then once you see the, that master suite, you're just like, I'm never going anywhere again. There's not a hotel room on this earth that could possibly be as accommodating as this beautiful master suite. So I, lo- I do love a vestibule. We all love a vestibule too. just because when you yeah. are, you walk in outside that little, that doorway that f- goes out of that suite um, is like the entry area. Mm-hmm. So it's nice that nobody actually knows that that is her bedroom. Totally. Do you know what I mean? It just looks like this really great little vestibule and it gives her the privacy she needs. Yeah. Incredible. Well, I hope that this has been helpful to talk about you guys as you think about what your future suite is, or if there's anything that you need to add to yours to make it more comfortable or more luxurious. It's, um, it is, it is a really intimate space just for you and your significant other, or just for you, or maybe it's you and your toddler or whatever, but 
it's a really, really incredible way to end a day and start a day. Um, anyway, again, check into those visuals. If you wanted to know exactly what these things look like that we just described, the link is in our show notes and, um, we'll see you next time. Hey, thanks for listening. If you like our show, please leave a five-star rating. 